I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back. Here's a look at Thursday's footy fix. In the Gold Cup, we have Guitar facing Honduras at 7.45 p.m. Eastern and Haiti taking on Mexico at 10 p.m. Both of those matches on FS1. Copa Libertadores, the group stage, will wrap up today. We've got Palmeiras versus Bolivar at 8 p.m. And Boca Juniors, Nico, okay. versus Monagas <laughs> at 6 p.m. Both of those matches on in sports. Are you excited? Yeah. You usually wear Boca oh, I, here I, when you know, they... I forgot. It's been a long week. Oh. Yeah. I know, every time they play, you're in Boca yeah, gear. Yeah, I am in Boca gear. Man. Yeah. Oh, is, but this, they, is they... this like a jinx now? Oh, or maybe they'll win now that you're oh, in Boca. Win. If, they win, if Boca wins today, you're the mush. Clinch first place. Then you're the mush. Yeah, then I won't wear Boca <laughs> gear when Boca plays me. Uh huh. Oh. I usually don't wear Boca gear when mm. they play on the weekend. Uh huh. Why is that? I don't know. I, I don't, don't wear Arsenal gear unless I'm at the stadium. No. During yeah? the day. Yeah, yeah, unless I'm at the stadium. If I'm going to yeah. the stadium, I'm going with a kid. But like on a I random Sunday, I won't wear a Boca kid. I like it. Superstitious people. Jenny, are you superstitious at all? I am very superstitious, yeah. but I, I don't really like wearing the kids unless I'm at home and by myself. Yeah, I'm with uh, you. It's like not a thing. No, I don't know. But Suzanne, I just wanted to say your pronunciations in Spanish have become so good. <sighs> I really love them. I was thinking that Gracias. maybe, yes. maybe we I can have take great a trip. Teachers. We can take a trip to Argentina at some point. Oh, I'm, I'm in. Sign Let's me up. Do it. There's yeah. a closer Vamos. places. Vamos. <laughs> 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 those, were the, those were the Argentinians. Yeah. Yeah. There's closest places that speak Spanish, like the Bronx. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Oh, you mean Hebron? <laughs> yeah, we could go there. Washington Heights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Washington Heights, Argentina, basically yeah. the same. Okay, speaking of Spanish, Miami speaks a ton of Spanish. Mm -hmm. Inter-Miami has yet to officially unveil Lionel Messi, but they announced a coach who would lead them to, oh, who would lead the World Cup champion when he arrives in MLS. Tata Martino was introduced as Miami's new head coach on Wednesday, reuniting him with Messi for the third time in their careers. Martino coached Messi at Barcelona and with Argentina, and he also led Atlanta United to an MLS Cup title in 2018. He most recently coached Mexico at last year's World Cup. 
and players are on the move in the Premier League. James, James Madison officially joined Tottenham yesterday. The former Leicester City midfielder joined Spurred. Spurs on a $51 million move that runs until 2028. Madison is the third signing under new manager Ange Postecoglou. Madison spent five seasons with Leicester, where he won the 2021 FA Cup and 2022 Community Shield. Leicester was relegated following the Premier League season, sparking Madison's move from the club. And several Chelsea players are leaving the club. Arsenal officially announced the signing of German international Kai Havertz on an $85 million deal from the Blues. Havertz spent three seasons in West London, scoring 32 goals and assisting 15 times in all competitions. Havertz notably scored the only goal of the match in Chelsea's victory over Manchester City in the 2021 UEFA Champions League final. Havertz wasn't the only Chelsea player on the move yesterday. Edouard Mendy completed his transfer to the Saudi Pro League as well. $22 million transfer will keep Mendy with Al Ali for the next three seasons. After injuries and struggling to start the year, Mendy lost his starting spot to Kepa Arusibalaga this past season. The Senegalese international helped the Blues with that same 2021 Champions League title, a Club World Cup and a UEFA Super Cup title. That's now five official player departures for Chelsea, including Havertz, Mendy, N'Golo Kante and Mateo Kovacic, with more expected very soon. Four members of Cuba's national team have appeared to have defected following the team's loss to Guatemala in Fort Lauderdale on Tuesday night. The four players did not show up for the team's flight to Houston on Wednesday. Cuba is scheduled to play Guadalupe on Saturday in their second match of group play. It's the latest in a string of Cuban sports defectors this season. As many as 30 Cuban athletes have defected in 2023 following partaking in overseas competition. Alexis. Yesterday, you said that your mom would be there in the van yes. picking them up. <laughs> yes. Does she only have space for four? No, the whole team, bro. You make room, <laughs> sit on each other's laps. Um, I know this. I know this upset some people, but uh, for my my cousin recently had to escape. We sent money so she could go through Panama, make her make her yeah. way with family all the way through to the border um, with Mexico and Texas. Uh, it's you know for those of us in in the Cuban community, this is a massive day, and uh, you know I wish them all the luck in the world and find a team. Supposedly, they're good enough to play professionally here in the States. I hope you find a team. Congratulations, guys. You made it. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank it's you. a beautiful thing. It yeah. is. It really yeah, is. Yeah, it's kind of a crazy situation. The same, same thing happened. I mean, it's, it's happened in our industry, in, in the film industry in, in Cuba. I've heard stories. Being in Miami, I constantly hear stories yeah. about, about people defecting in the situation. I, I have colleagues and friends from my former job that have told me that they go back to Cuba to, to help out their family because you can go and, and come back mm -hmm. at a certain point, I guess, with a certain legal status. Um, and it's, it's, not, it's, it's a dire situation with, with food, with housing. Um, and this is a we see it every Gold Cup, every time Cuba plays. Right. It broke my heart. I got a chance to FaceTime or WhatsApp video call with uh, my cousin who, it's my cousin's child actually, who's like eight years old, beautiful kid. And they have, I, I, was, I managed to get them sort of like, a, like a, a jailbroken stick for their TV that allows them to watch American television if, it's, if the, the signal is strong enough. Morning footy. And I said, what did you, yeah, well, that would be dope if he could see me on TV. But he goes, I go, what do you think of American television? And he goes, they don't have commercials, obviously, so it's the first time they've seen commercials. He's like, America, why are there so many cheeseburgers? <laughs> because it's all fast food commercials. And <laughs> wow. it just broke my heart that this kid can't get food wow. 
Meanwhile, when he watches TV, all he sees are it's like food. a dollar, as many chicken oh. nuggets as you want. Man. And it's just, it broke my soul. Yeah. It broke my soul. I, I go back to experience that I had with this through a teammate of mine, Michael Galindo, who I think was part of that 07 mm -hmm. with Osvaldo Alonso coming and defecting here. And he was roommate on the road and I asked him, what was it like making that decision? And he said it felt like life or death. And really, here was an opportunity that he saw and that feeling of, I can no longer go back to a place that I called home, to my family, I'm gonna leave everything that I know to create a better future, and maybe then, if I can create a future, then maybe I can go back and help send for my family. That, that part I think is, is the most poignant part because it's like you, you're building your, a future for yourself that you can control, that, mm -hmm. that you have hope of, of, of making money, feeding your kids, having a family in, in a situation that, that, that's healthy, for, in a healthy environment, I uh, have a lot of friends similarly from Venezuela that are Same, living yeah. in Miami. And, and she said, you know, she can't go back home. And it's like m my girlfriend is from Colombia and they're, they're so close mm. together. And I see how deep her roots are in Colombia. And I'm thinking, okay, she, she always has the opportunity to go back home. But a friend of ours can't go to Venezuela, yeah. to her country. And, similar, and the same way uh, some Cubans might not be able to go back to, home to the country that gave them everything, their culture, their identity, the way they their speak. Their identity. Everything. My, yeah. mother is, my mother lived in Cuba for 18 years or 17 years. She's lived in this country for over 40 years. Still has a very thick Spanish accent. A friend of mine once asked why. And I said, because that's the last part of her that has a connection mm -hmm. to Cuba. Mm -hmm. yeah. She just will not let it go. And I'm, it, 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 it pulls in my heartstrings, so I'm glad to see that they made it. Yeah, powerful stuff. Thanks for sharing that, of course. Alexis. Um, all right, we're gonna take a break. When we return, we are previewing Group B of the Women's World Cup. Don't go anywhere. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. <laughs> You're not the first one, let's put it that way. <laughs> Thank you, Baco. Lauri. Oh, that uh, you're selected for the roster for the World Cup. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Dunn and her flute is one of the best things that I have seen. What did you That was it perfect. Was one of the, that is iconic. The best reaction. I, those videos are making me teary sitting here. Well, it's so emotional. The, the, the emotion from players that have already been to World Ugh. Cup, look at what it means. You know, the gratitude of being able to play multiple World Cups is, you can, you can see it. It oozes through their skin, through their aura because it's, it's a great thing. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's wild special. also to see like people who we think are locks 
Obviously, they're going right. to get into a car, and they still get super emotional uh -huh. just finding out. It's kind of dope. It is. I, I mean, watching the, the dreams realized um, is is such a special moment for these players, Jenny. It's well, you don't know until you know. Yeah. yeah. Until you're on the roster, I know that there are some people that think that they're 100% on, and they don't get on. I had a, you know, a, I'm not going to name the team because it'll be too obvious. She didn't get called up, and she made the decision to no longer play soccer. Mm -hmm. She was like, I, I'm. It's been too heartbreaking. What? I wow. have gone through so much mm -hmm. and been so close every single time, and now I'm just going to step away from the sport completely. Yeah. It's just, Whew. when you think, I mean, you can think it. I mean, I remember my U17 days. I, I had an injury and such, but no matter how much it was, like, obvious that I was starting every game, whatever it may be, when it finally came time, I did not think I was going to be on it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, like, this mental thing where you're, like, you almost have to, like, prepare your, prepare yourself for the worst, yeah. you know, to sure. and, and hope for the best. But um, just really special moments for these players that are going to be heading to Australia and New Zealand. And just the tournament starts in 21 days, guys. So a few days ago, we dove into Group A. So today we are going to preview Group B, um, which features Australia, Ireland, Nigeria, and Canada. Here are the betting odds for who will come out on top of this group. Um, do we agree? with how this kind of lines up? That's the Samantha Kerr effect. Yeah, I mean, it literally. <laughs> I, it's, yeah. You know what, I have Canada over Australia. Really? I do. And Ireland. And I, mean, I have World Nigeria Cup. over Ireland. Ireland, World Cup debutants, kind of crazy, you know it's that. It's their first World Cup. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Respect, but Nigeria has been there before, they know what they're they've, doing. And when they've you have been experience, to every single World exactly. Cup. When you have experience in the World Cup, the, the tournament style, you know, it's not mm -hmm. just a single game. You have to know how to play in this tournament specifically. With that being said, I have Canada, Australia, Nigeria, and then Ireland. Seems seems about right. Yeah, Canada also seems a little stacked. I'm shocked that. Yeah. But Australia's home. Exactly. So the home of the host nations. Sure. The huge. host bump. I keep talking about it. Um, well, let's talk about some of the players to watch from these groups. Um, I'm going to kick us off, and I'm going to start with a, a player who will feature for for Ireland. Um, and this this particular player I'm focusing on not as much because of her play on the field, which is really good, by the way, but um, it's more about her, her personal journey to get to this point. Man, we're really, we're really getting emotional today uh, on Morning Footy, but that's Sinead Farrelly, yeah. who was just called up um, for Ireland's national team. Um, she made her debut with Ireland in April, I believe, in a, uh, some friendlies against the United States. So her journey to get to this point is is nothing short of of remarkable. Um, she is playing as a midfielder for Gotham FC right now, um, assigned ahead of this season. But before that, her last competitive match was back in 2015, when she was playing with the Portland Thorns. She was in a car accident, which forced her to then retire from the game in 2016. So she had not competed competitively for years ahead of this season. Uh, she was also one of the players that suffered pretty unspeakable abuse at the hands of Paul Riley, who was the Portland Thorns head coach. And she and Mana Shim came forward in that athletic expose a couple of years ago, um, which highlighted the abuse that was going on at that club, um, which kind of opened the doors to, to other incidents of abuse that were going on. The bravery that those two players chose to put their names behind those stories and say, this is what happened to me. And for her to be so open about not only the physical toll, but the mental toll that that had taken. She'd walked away from the game as well. 
So for her to now be in this position where she's playing for Gotham, I think she clocked her first assist over the weekend, um, but to be a player that Ireland is really excited about, um, to make her first World Cup is one of the most feel-good stories, I think, of this entire tournament. If It, it makes them such a, a fun team to, to root for. But Sinead Farrelly's, her, her bravery, her tenacity, the willingness to physically get yourself back into, mm -hmm. into game shape after years of being away, it's, I, I just think it's, it's so remarkable. And I, and I want to applaud her so much because it's, I, I think that it's so inspiring. And these are the, these are the stories that you just love to hear in a, in a World Cup. Susanna, that was beautifully put. Um, I just want to add that she was going to be called up for the U.S. women's national team as well, mm -hmm. and Paul Riley had some influence on her Ugh. denying the call-up. So this is not somebody that was not a great soccer player. She was great. Mm -hmm. um, and he mentally took a toll on some decisions yeah. that she had made in her career and then eventually not coming back to the sport. Um, for her to finally get that redemption and to come back Siege. and like basically you know, say, I have always been good enough, um, despite everything, I, I think is, is just... Monumental, but I think it's important to point out that it's not like she's just no, she's a feel good. good story, and that you know it. Oh well, she's so, a no, no, no. Really, she's a great, really player. talented player, Denise O'Sullivan, who's one of her teammates on on Ireland. They spoke, Ireland. Yeah, she said she said her, the, her calmness on the ball, her ability to find space for for other players. She's just really, really good at the ball on her feet and making those turns. Um, she's going to be a contributor to this this Ireland team. She's 33 years old, um, and I just again to to be in this moment right now. Considering everything that she has gone through is is just incredible and remarkable, and I applaud Sinead. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Mona Shim has also made her return, by the way. Yeah, uh, to NWSL. So this has just been amazing because there was so much change that came <sighs> from them whistleblowing and speaking out. Yeah. And I think that that's the best thing that could have happened for the league because yeah. it forced change in a good way. Yes. Um, but that that was all her. But just to continue on the Ireland yes, front, sorry, keep I going, got, keep it going, uh, Jenny. Katie McCabe, I know you're a big fan because yeah. you're an Arsenal fan, but are also on the Ireland team. I know I said they're going to finish last because they don't have experience in the tournament, but she is amazing. She has three goals for assists for Arsenal in this last season. She has 72 caps and 18 goals for Ireland. She is massive. She plays that left um, back position for Ireland. And they played against the United States in April, and they gave them a hard time. The U.S. only won with their top squad. This is their number one squad, A squad. Um, one nil and two nil. And it was, they did not, you know, kind of, uh, they don't step aside for anybody. So it's going to be really interesting to see them. Yeah, absolutely. And Denise Sullivan also, which you mentioned, uh, another yeah. three also played in those games. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a little bit about Canada. Um, Kaylin Sheridan, uh, former Gotham goalkeeper. Uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, uh, a little, little note about her. Actually afraid of buttons. Did you know that? Buttons? Has a fear it. of buttons. Wait, like, like Actually, no, no, button? buttons on the clothes. Oh, buttons. Yeah, refuses to wear anything with buttons. Um, that's button. a cool note. Also, a great goalkeeper, and that's why she's going to uh, start for the Canadian women's national team. Um, a weird phobia. Yeah, yeah, she has to be given uh, warm-ups with zippers instead of buttons if they ever have it, like polos. It's pretty cool. Uh, also, she was a finalist for the NWSL Goalkeeper of the Year two years, 2019, uh, 2021. Uh, she's an absolutely incredible goalkeeper. Got traded over to the San Diego way from Gotham, so it's a shame I don't get to watch her every week. But uh, very good, and uh, we'll be starting for Canada. Between the posts. Awesome. Good shout. Nico, who you got? I wanted to talk about somebody on Australia, and I think naturally all the headlines and the spotlight goes to Sam Kerr, but somebody that's going to be alongside Sam Kerr in Mary Fowler is going to be an interesting player to watch because Australia has kind of 
taken a shift in, in the direction of the way that they played. They weren't so good in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. They crashed out of the Asia Cup in, in the quarterfinals, and now they ended England's 33-game undefeated run. I that's think that's right. how many games it was. Yeah. Um, and they did so with Mary Fowler accompanying uh, Sam Kerr up top. Look, she has just uh, had her first season with Manchester City. She only got 11 appearances, a goal and an assist, but... When she is playing at a higher standard and demanding more out of herself, she is quicker, she is sharper, her decision-making is better, she's stronger, um, and she has so much potential. Look, she plays with Bunny Shaw, one of the best strikers in the world at Manchester City, and to be playing alongside Sam Kerr on the national team can only make you better. Mm -hmm. um, and, hey... She already has experience. She's only 20 years old, and you say, all right, a 20-year-old. No, no, no. She already went to the previous World Cup. She, in fact, she was the youngest player out of all the 552 wow. players at the last World Cup. She was the youngest. So already at 20 years old, having so much experience, watch out with Australia. That's shifted to this 4-4-2, yeah. um, and her alongside Sam Kerr, could be a menace. Okay. Imagine being 20 being like, again with this World Cup? That's pretty dope. <laughs> pretty dope. So casual. Um, great stuff, guys. That was fun. Um, we're going to keep doing that leading up to the World Cup, so definitely uh, pay attention to that. We are going to take a break. Felipe Cardenas joins us next to chat uh, what was a big day in Miami. Don't go anywhere. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Welcome back. Well, it is official. Tata Martino will be the new head coach of Inter Miami. The club made the announcement yesterday, and he will reunite with one Lionel Messi. Ooh, mm, mm, man, mm. this is going to be fun down in Florida. Um, for more on this, we are going to bring in <coughs> our very good friend, Felipe Cardenas. Hello, Felipe. Are you still in Puerto Rico? I'm, I'm still here. I'm still in San Juan in the Caribbean here through July. But my, but next stop is Miami. Next stop, Miami in a few weeks. Obviously, Miami. Okay, so it, it's official. We kind of knew it was coming, but Tata Martino announced as Inter-Miami's new head coach yesterday. Felipe, I'm curious, can you kind of can you kind of give us a timeline as to how this all went down? When my when did Miami know that Tata Mar Martino was their guy? Yeah, it's a good question. I think they knew all along. As soon as Phil Neville was was really on the hot seat and then obviously fired uh, after a, a, an abysmal start and, and the losing streak, I think it was up to six games in a row that, that they lost. 
uh, Tata Martino immediately became the number one option. Like I do know that there were five candidates that they seriously consider and that they interviewed. Uh, but if you want to go down and like, and, and what's, what is the profile of, of this coach that Inter Miami needs right now, like right now in their history with Leo Messi coming in, you know, Tata Martino checks all the boxes. He, they, I know that they prioritized MLS experience. They wanted to prioritize international experience. You know, having been in, in big time locker rooms, having have the experience of, 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 of even being in a tough situation uh, and trying to get this team out of it. But really, the biggest box that Tata checks. I know we want to talk about Messi. That's huge. But I really do believe it's the MLS experience because we've seen that international coaches come to MLS and they can struggle. And so as as the the the, the talks progressed and, and they were weeks of talks, you know, I know they reached out to Tata very early. Uh, right now he he's in Miami. Obviously, he has signed his contract, but he's waiting for that visa to get approved. Uh, but in the process, you know, they, they did interview other candidates while Mes while Martino was was in Rosario. So I think he was just always the front runner from from what I've been told from from some agents that had that were that were pushing their their candidates up uh, the, the the chain and at Inter Miami. You know, I was being told the entire time that, you know, if it's it's going to be a, it would it would take a catastrophe for the for the deal with Martino to fall through. He was always going to be the guy. Felipe, I, we, keep being, we keep hearing that there were other potential. You're saying five. We've heard three in the past. Can you give us a little bit of an inclination? Because I, I agree with you. Tata is probably the best choice. The only other better choice would just be Pep Guardiola, really, than Tata <laughs> Martino versus checking all the boxes, but also having a relationship with Messi, Busquets, and some of these other players. But what, what exactly, who else was in contention for? Was there anyone that even got, or who got the closest outside of Tata Martino? It's a good question. Some of the names I'm still trying to confirm, just like really firm those up before I report them. But I'm pretty comfortable reporting that Gustavo Alfaro, who was just who just coached Ecuador at the World Cup, he's an Argentine. Uh, Nico knows him pretty well, I'm sure. He did coach at Boca Juniors uh, recently, uh, a very experienced manager. And he was, you know, he he was really strongly considered. You know, from what I was told, he was going to be, he was essentially the plan B uh, if Tata Martino, if that didn't work out. So Gustavo Alfaro uh, was there as well. Uh, I, I think a name that was interesting, um, perhaps for anyone that follows world football, especially La Liga, you know, Kike Sanchez Flores, uh, this, the Spanish manager uh, and former Atletico Madrid player and, and, and very well known in, in Spain was, was interviewed as well. And, and, and those are the two names that I was told that were uh, being strongly considered. Uh, plan B uh, was always going to be, from what I was told, uh, Gustavo Alfaro, because he does have that link. That, that Argentine link with 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 uh, Leo Messi, uh, he's 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 very well re regarded in Ecuador, especially working with young players and a very young generation of Ecuadorian footballers. Uh, so so those were some names that I was told that I was able to confirm. But you know, Tata Martino again, like what he had over all these candidates was the fact that he's won an MLS Cup. I mean, that's the bottom line. Like he's not coming in and thinking like, oh, like how do I navigate this league? I don't know about the calendar and all the travel. Like he's got it. He knows what he's what he's walking into. Felipe, you think this is a bigger challenge for Tata Martino than winning MLS Cup and starting a new project with Atlanta United? I think so. I think obviously the optics are what they are. You know, in, in the story that I that was published yesterday, where I did sort of a deep dive on on, on Martino and Messi's relationship over the years, uh, you know, I spoke to a reporter out of Argentina, and he said, you know, Tata Martino right now with Inter Miami, he's starting 
at the bottom of the ocean. He couldn't have a worse start. And and honestly, it's true. That it's it's a huge lift. It's a heavy lift. I think eventually there's going to be a point where Inter Miami is mat- mathematically out of the playoffs. And, and and then what does this year become for Inter Miami, Messi, and Martino? Like what are they trying to do if they're out of the playoffs? Uh, in, in just a few months' time, and so that it's going to be a huge, you know, project rebuild. And and I think the winter will be the big window for them. What players they bring in, and, and you're going to start to see the project that that Tata wants to that, that Tata wants to to, to navigate uh, down in Miami. But you mentioned Atlanta United. People think it was like he came in and he won. Like I can tell you, having been really close to that team, uh, there was a lot of pressure. On those players and on the on, on the front office and on Tata Martino to win, to be good right away and to win MLS Cup. That 2018 season, you know, they they were under immense pressure to 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 fulfill the expectations that everyone had for them, and so it wasn't easy. But seriously, uh, I mean, essentially, the, the Inter Miami job right now is just it's a huge lift. They're in last place. Felipe, when you talk about players. And the project, one player that's been linked and will be a big part of the project, Sergio Busquets. What's the latest on his deal? Is it over the line or is it going to be just a little bit longer? Yeah, I don't think we can say it's over the line until the player is presented with his jersey and, and he signed he signed the contract. Like it's still not done, from what I can report. And uh, it, it's this is sort of like the Inter Miami way. Perhaps it's the Jorge Mas way to, to to send the tweets when the deals aren't done yet, uh, and essentially just to create that buzz. But I think it's 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 going to be done. You know, I think Busquets was always a prime target. For Inter Miami, uh, there's there's a lot of history with him and Leo Messi. Obviously, he also plays. Busquets played under Tata Martino at, at Barcelona in that 2013-2014 season. So we have to wait, you know. And and my colleagues at the Athletic, Pablo Maurer, Paul Tenorio, doing a lot of groundwork here, a lot of legwork. And and until they report that it's done, you know, we can't really say that it is. But I would be again uh, shocked if Sergio Busquets isn't an Inter Miami player this season. Felipe Cardenas, always great to see you. Uh, Continue to enjoy San Juan. I'm sure we'll check in with you very soon. All right, take care and keep up the Spanish. (gasps) I love it. Muchas gracias, amigo. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Love it. See what I did there? All right. (laughs) Uh, Guys, we're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The incoming corner, headed towards the back post, bouncing around in the area. And just like that, Angel City are on the score sheet. McCaskill cut back, and Angel City have doubled their lead. 
service up. Bennett, header, yes! Elise Bennett gives Rain a lead. Welcome back. NWSL Challenge Cup group stage saw two matches yesterday. We had a couple of derbies between Portland and the OL Reign, as well as Angel City and San Diego. We have Jenny Chu at the desk. Are we ready to dive into some highlights? Let's do it. Let's start with Portland OL Reign. This is how this one went down. Only we picked one things up in them. the 55th minute. This set piece is unbelievable. What From the training ball. ground? This ball is ridiculous. Elise Bennett. I mean, Come she had a great on. game, too. She had a great game where she stood out, and then she got this goal. Beautiful to see from her. But the way I don't know where she's from, but <gasps> she hit the schmoney dance. The schmoney dance? Schmoney dance, Wait, let's go. What, I, what's the schmoney yeah, dance? It's a Bobby Schmurder. There's a lot of ways it's you can do what? it. Bobby Schmurder? You know who Bobby Schmurder is. Come on, he went to jail, came back, he's back. Okay, so, sure. Wow, you don't know Bobby <laughs> Shout out to Elise Mike, Bennett. Mike, 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 I get in the back and say, yeah, for sure. Thank okay. you, bro. Uh -huh, Thank you for putting vibes in here, bro. Uh -huh, and the dance You have what? to put the beat. It's, I'll, I'll, oh, you think I won't oh, do it, bro? Oh, my gosh. He, you, it's happening. You just, it's happening. This just happened. It's that. It's all that is. You can really vibe it any way you want. That doesn't look hard. Huh? You do it. <laughs> no, I'm here to talk soccer. Oh, okay. Um, that is Portland's first home loss in all competitions. Oh, so wow. even though it is the Challenge Cup and you don't have like all of your star players, that's their first one this season. That shows how dominant they've been. But O.L. Reign coming in and smashing it. Ten yeah. points in oh, Challenge Cup. They've... Portland only has three points in the group or something like that? Yeah, they're, they're... like second to last. Well, I, I, I wonder how much importance are they placing into this tournament at this point? And that's a great question. So there was no Bella Bigsby, no um, the starting goalkeeper, and no Morgan Weaver, which is someone we talked about yesterday yeah. as someone who would step up and really make a difference and especially score those goals in Sophia Smith's absence. Mm -hmm. She didn't start. Olivia like, Moultrie had a match. That's crazy to me. She like, even team. in the absence of the international players, they still rotated. They rotated right. even more. How do you not prioritize this competition? It makes no sense. Right. And that's what I'm saying, though. When there's three match weeks, you have to think about prioritizing something else. And with Ola Rain being so high on the... Um, standings. And the standings, I think that they just decided otherwise. So there was interesting moves from both. So Sam Coffey and Olivia Moultrie stood out in this match, obviously. Yeah. You know, big fan of Sam Coffey. Sam Coffey was another level to everybody else, in my opinion. Here we go. Um, Sam Coffey PR team. <laughs> Olivia Moultrie, you said she had a great game. What I want to see from her, um, she's so young and she's, you know, barely getting started, is being more selective about her shots. Mm -hmm. I think that there was multiple shots that she took too early, that there weren't that open or that the chance wasn't that high. Something that we saw early on from Sophia Smith, she would take shots that, you know, maybe the, the chance wasn't as high. And now you see her capitalizing on those. I think Olivia Moultrie has that growing to do too, which she has plenty of time to do yeah. it. But in that match specifically, it really showed that she was taking early shots out from over 20, 25 yards out that don't have a high chance of going in. But, yeah. I mean, you know, well, yes, one, I do love when you test the keeper, and yes, she's young, her shot selection isn't the best, but Laurel Ivory stood on her head. I mean, some of those, some of those saves, completely incredible, kept O.L. Reign in the, in the game. Yeah, absolutely great. Huge result for O.L. Reign. Just lastly, we talk about O.L. Reign. They lost um, the most players you mentioned yes. yesterday to the U.S. Women's National Team. So I expected... And elsewhere. Yes. Just Fishlock and Sierra King to have massive games. They didn't even play. Mm, that's so that's what what's saying. so interesting. When you know, Nika was talking about the rotation on rotation, we don't really know how these coaches are making these and, decisions. Well, I yeah. mean, we'll see further down the line because a lot of these Challenge Cup games are concentrated in this next what, a couple, several weeks, month, while the Women's World Cup is, is going on. I guess it's to prioritize 
NWSL not having too sure. many match days without all of the stars because there's right. NWSL players on several, many, many, many World Cup teams. So um, we'll, we'll see how much importance, to me, it's, it's just when there's a big prize, they can, Portland Thorns can still qualify into the next round for sure. There's, there's several, what, there's two match, that was match day four. four? Mm -hmm. um, some, uh, Portland, it was Portland's match day three. They still have a couple games Oil to play. match day four. Yeah, so you know, I just, I want to see it getting a little bit more serious down the line. That's what I'm hoping for. You know, It's a million dollars. Adam Silver is it's talking a about adding dollars. a competition like this in the NBA. And I, I was once talking to Gilbert Arenas, dropped the name. Um, I said, what do you think about a, like a secondary competition? He goes, no, I think it'll be great. So all the people we don't want to pass to in a regular game, they could go play that one. And I was like, ah, what a way to sort of dismiss another opportunity to win something. But if you're an NBA, you care only about the NBA Finals. For NWSL, this, to me, should be as highlighted a, a, a competition as the regular season. So to see, I mean, I'm glad bench players are getting an opportunity and we're starting to see some more depth and maybe that means they even bring in even more players and more, more professional uh, women uh, get paid uh, players. But I do want to see a bit more. I mean, there's only so many games and you could win about a trophy possibly. And obviously there's a million dollars on the line. I, I think once group stage is over, they'll start getting more serious about it. Sure. Because Hopefully. when when it, like a lot of rookies get opportunities mm -hmm. in the group stage of, of this tournament, you, you you can't be afforded that luxury of having somebody I don't know fresh out of college or, or that's so young, so inexperienced to just kind of like throw them out in deep water and end up with sell in big games. I mean, s slowly you can progress them in, but players that haven't been tested so much at the professional level, I think group stage is the right moment. But you're looking at San Diego Wave sitting on three points. Mm. How about, should we get to the highlights? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, Angel City, San Diego. And Angel City, we talked about it yesterday. They've been struggling in the regular season. Um, so this was, uh, this was a really, really good They got a great start. From Immediately scoring in the yeah, first two minutes. Um, they scored two goals in the first half. So we talk about that struggling team, Susanna. They came out, Madison Hammond scoring her first goal in the league in her first two years. Incredibly excited, and then they score again. I mean, Savannah McCaskill, I, I told you guys yesterday, massive for this team. She played great, and just an easy slot in mm -hmm. there for, for Angel City. Um, Clarissa Labion and Savannah McCaskill combined so well, something that I hadn't seen, but I want to point out Jasmine Spencer. Uh, she's been in the league for a decade, and they played her higher on the right side, and she really did do so many actions that I thought, okay, this is a player that should get more time during the league. She had never played, I think, or in the last five games, she's only played more than a half in one of them. So that's, that means she's getting 20 minutes, 30 minutes, like barely any minutes. And then she played like 77 minutes in this match. And I thought that it was so great to get someone, get more time than they usually see and to perform in the way that she did on that right side, really starting a lot of the attacks. So I think that's the beauty of this game. I know we talk about you want to see it get more serious and such. That, Jasmine Spencer kind of getting to shine was, was important to me. Do you think that that's going to kind of affect the way they approach matches moving forward? Like, you know, they've had some success. Like, things have not been working. We've talked right. about it. It just, like, has not clicked. Absolutely. And this was a combination that seemed to be working on the pitch for them. Yes, yes. So. I think that um, since the firing of Freya Coombe, things have changed, and it looks like things are going to be more successful for them if they are willing to kind of manipulate things. I think that some people are so stuck in their ways. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'm not saying that was necessarily the case, but when they're so stuck in their ways, it's hard to give people the space to kind of show out sure. or, or you know, show what they can do. And this kind of gives them the ability to not feel as much pressure and to try new things. 
and I think that that has served them well. And also, Madison Hammond said that the team believes Scrappy is happy. Scrappy equals happy. Oh, I like and that. And I think you see, you're seeing that from them, so that's pretty dope. I'm going to adopt that. <laughs> Scrappy is happy. Also, shout out to Angel City. There was a great crowd there at yeah. uh, we love the that. BMO Stadium last night. Love to see it. Um, we are going to send to break. In the fast-paced world of attacking, speed is everything. And that's where the Furon 7 Plus shines. Engineered for accuracy and precision at a rapid pace, it's your secret weapon on the pitch. Experience overall comfort and precise striking, even in the game's fastest moments. The nylon outsole, with its V-shaped stud configuration, is designed for firm ground, giving you the grip you need to outmaneuver your opponents. Step up your attacking game and learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Welcome back. Here's a look at Thursday's footy fix for you. In the Gold Cup, we've got Qatar taking on Honduras at 7.45 p.m. Eastern and Haiti against Mexico, 10 p.m. Eastern. Those matches on FS1. In Copa Libertadores, Palmeiras versus Bolivar at 8 p.m. and Boca Juniors versus Monagas at 6 p.m. Those matches on BN Sports. Uh, let's chat a little bit about this Haiti-Mexico match. Mexico coming off that big 4-0 win over Honduras. How do you anticipate this match going for them, Nico? Strong, I guess. I don't know, because Haiti put up a pretty good result against Qatar. Haiti can make it tough. Plus, yeah. hey, yeah. Derek Etienne Jr., Fafa Picot, there's some players Fafa. that yeah, there's some players we know uh, on this team. Sleep on Perriot, getting that winner late on for Haiti as well. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but Saint with an E at the end. Saint? I'm assuming. Uh-huh. Also played incredibly well. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there are some players on here that could give Mexico problems. Franzi Pierrot played in the Champions League this season. Yeah. Yeah. Ball. Are, are, we saying Haifa. That, are we saying that Haiti is a tougher opponent than Honduras? Honduras yes. is a disaster right now. Okay. Honduras is in a full-blown institutional crisis right now, and they are not responding. I want to see how they do against Qatar and against Haiti. If they finish last in the group, it would be even more of an embarrassment. The federation is being run so terribly poor and it just that seeps onto the field and look at the team wild i think one thing to keep an eye on with haiti that we've seen historically when they play against mexico they are devastating on the counter yep. and honduras as poor as they were they had flashes of maybe getting out on the break and using their athleticism this is a haiti team that's more cohesive on the counter and could cause mexico trouble edson alvarez playing as a center back that is the matchup I'm seeing. If he's at a center back again, he could get exploited. But I expect Mexico to win. All right. Uh, score prediction. Oh, I'm going to say I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. Okay. 3-1 mm. Mexico. 3-1 Mexico. 2-0 Mexico. Okay. I'm going to say 3-0 Mexico. I think they're feeling themselves a little bit. What about Boca? What, what's that result going to be? Boca does going to win 1-0. It's going to be the ugliest game ever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, we're a podcast. Hey! hey. Uh, if you guys missed us in the morning, don't worry, because we are now a podcast. You can download and follow on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcast. Guys, thanks for watching Morning Footy. Let's do it again tomorrow. See you soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.